myself in the evening breeze Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever, but I ask you please Don't face me Good morning, good morning, the good morning, the good morning this morning. Uh, good morning this morning. Suddenly, things sound a lot different now. I guess do something to, to the uh, to the microphones or something like that. Well, you just have a clearer head, you know. Different sound. I sound different in my own head. You know what that is? I like it. I like the sound. It sounds different than it did yesterday. I'm just telling you. It was, honestly, it could be something. It could be something that has been released in me after. After going on a tour with Lacey Wainwright yesterday, wow. HauntedSTLTours.com. Yeah, we went down to just discovered crazy haunted St. Louis. It was a lot of fun. And in any, as a measure of just what a tour like that would be like. I mean, I, I'll put some stuff on Facebook later on today. I didn't have time. We had uh, get back to school night last night. And, and also, by the way, I'm going to be I, I've got a surprise for you at about 20 after 7. I'm getting the hell out of here. That's my surprise. Because uh, this morning is the uh, father-son breakfast and I'm leaving because I'm going to it because life is short. And so I wanted to make sure I was uh, with Aiden this morning for the father-son uh, breakfast. And, and because I really don't have anybody, you know, filling in or doing whatever, uh, and I guess eventually I'll get to that point where somebody can uh, fill in for me. But uh, because I don't, I don't have anybody right now. And and there are plenty of people, I'm sure, capable of doing it, but. Not, not 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 many people who uh, who are, if I ask them would want to do it. I think people are nervous, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I guess you know I could have asked Gia, but Gia would never in a million years just come in and done done a show by herself. So I'll have to train some of my peeps to uh, to be able to do do things on their own. But nonetheless, I'm getting out of here at about twenty after four. The uh, father son breakfast at school, so I, I'll just uh, I I always do this. Even when over over at ninety seven one, I got got out of the Dodge and 
went there and uh, life went on, but the life will not be going on here. So I'm just going to be uh, just let you know early on. But anyway, uh, thanks to Lacey Reinhardt yesterday, uh, hauntedstltours.com. We'll have them in again uh, at, a, at a later date, probably around the time that they have the brewery tour over at Bell Fountain Cemetery. And Bell Fountain Cemetery actually has these events. And I'm going to become a friend of Bell Fountain Cemetery and try to support what they do there. Everything is volunteer-driven over there. And Lacey happens to be one of those people who conducts tours and things like that over there and also is a volunteer there. And one of the cool things about whenever we would stop by a gravesite or a where she was showing me around, if there was some kind of weed, if there was some kind of uh, brush on the steps of something or in the way or something, sticks or whatever, she'd always pick them up. She's got a uh, careful, nice, reverent hand. And, of course, you all know Lacey through Mama Kay. And Mama Kay, longtime fan of the show. And so that, that was a lot of fun yesterday. Had the real pleasure of meeting uh, Paul Painter, who is the current owner of the Lemp Mansion. And that was really cool. But anyway, October 13th and 14th at Bell Fountain Cemetery, they're going to have a brewery brewer's tour. I, I can't remember what, exactly what the name of it is. But you go there and they just give you a tour of all of the, uh, you know, the Lemp vaults, the... Bush vaults. They'll show you the Anheuser grave site and uh, the Greasy Dick. Oh, you know, it kind of go, it's just kind of one of these things built around uh, our uh, brew barons and their families. And so and it's October 13th and 14th at Bell Fountain Cemetery. So I encourage you to check it out. But I definitely would want you to go to hauntedstltours.com and check things out. I'll put something on Facebook later on today. It was, uh, it was really truly a, a ton of fun. Uh, got late word too, uh, and I'll talk about this just in a little bit. But that but they canceled Lou Fest, which uh, Matt was telling me when I came in this morning that Lou Fest has been canceled. But alas, uh, we'll get into that just a little bit. But alas, there is also uh, a little bit of hope for those of you who might want to catch uh, some really well-known bands just kind of popping in, and you never know whether they're going to pop into this beautiful place known as Gaslight. And maybe even be standing where I'm standing come Saturday or Sunday. We will see how that whole thing works out. But nonetheless, it's a bad thing for St. Louis to have Lufest just drop out of the sky. That's just uh, never a good thing. And it really is, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about it a little later. It's, it's kind of harmful to... Uh, uh, to the brand, let's t- to put it lightly. Speaking of uh, doing harm to a brand, man, Nike took a huge hit when it came to the stock market there. I think it was a $4 billion loss uh, in their value, and that's a ton of money, and that's a huge hit on their stock. But apparently Nike has done the calculations. Uh, Nike apparently has done the math. Because otherwise, there are going to be a ton of people who are going to be fired over this whole thing, and they're going to have to backtrack. And if they backtrack, it's going to be ruinous to their brand anyway. They're kind of trapped now, and uh, that's uh, their problem, not mine. But now, here's the deal. Maybe their calculation wasn't so crazy after all. There's a possibility that this market that they're after is going to be enough 
to sustain them. And I'll, I'll do I'll 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 do a little bit of the math for you. Then we'll get to the Kavanaugh hearings because the Democrats really once again uh, embarrassed themselves yesterday with their obstructionist nature. And so we'll get more into that in just a, a tad. But I want to tackle this uh, Nike deal really quickly. The the situation is that Nike went ahead and decided that Colin Kaepernick was going to be the future of their brand, was going to be permanently identified with the Nike swoosh. And they also talked about taking brave steps when everything is on the line. And Colin Kaepernick didn't have everything on the line. He was a scrub football player wearing socks that depicted uh, cops on them as pigs. And he was uh, would have been lucky had he even got a starting quarterback job. So everything was not on the line for Colin Kaepernick. And, and we all knew that from the very outset, and so did Colin Kaepernick. So any idea somehow that this was some kind of big risk on his on his mark is a complete and total falsehood. It wasn't a risk at all. What Nike did was a risk, however, and a, a huge one at that. But if you don't mind me taking the side of Nike's marketing geniuses for a second, whether or not this is going to work, I don't know. But Nike had to have done the calculations that showed that, okay, let's pretend that a that 25% of the lefties out there buy Reebok shoes. Or let's pretend that 25% or even 15% of the lefties out there prefer Adidas. And now keep in mind, Adidas does happen to have a certain pull among the hipster crowd, I will I will tell you that you see a lot of Adidas shoes on these Antifa thugs and the Euro trash all around the globe, and Adidas does have a certain level of pull in certain left wing or liberal circles. So Adidas does have some presence there. So let's pretend that Nike makes a move that permanently associates it with the left-wing crowd, meaning they are taking a risk, a gamble, that they can become the symbol of the left, that they can become the symbol of protest, the symbol of a certain level of disdain for the U.S., because that's what that is going on there, and you can argue it all day long, but that's what that is. Kneeling for the national anthem is a disdain for the country uh, and indeed for the flag. And so if that's what you have, then knock yourself out. Okay, great. But if you're Nike and you look at these calculations, you're thinking, well, even if we get a portion of the Reebok crowd and a portion of the Adidas crowd, who's to say we won't be able to make up for the loss of individuals who otherwise would uh, just uh, – you know, pass us by and, and and not think of us and instead go with this brand. So they could gather a certain level of uh, fans and, and attraction by, by doing this. Then you have the situation where let's say, okay, 100% of the, or, you know, a certain percentage of the football parents out there or sports parents out there go to the store and they buy cleats and they buy this and they buy that. And they 
generally by Adidas and uh, generally by Nike. Nike's people might have calculated that, okay, so we have a certain percentage of those. Then there's going to be a certain percentage of people like Jamie Allman who will go to a store with their kid and tell their kid explicitly that they're not going to put them in Adidas shoes. And there will be a certain level of kids like Aiden who know how their dad thinks and who will just say, okay, I get it. And good. I don't want to be associated with Colin Kaepernick either. Then, though, there will be a certain percentage of individuals who just will say, oh, you know what? I'm not going to sit here at the at Dick's Sporting Goods and get in an argument with my kid over or, or take some kind of weird stand that, I, that people might consider weird uh, over Adidas. And by the way, these are the cleats that guy likes and or whatever and let's just go ahead and buy them and not mess with it i don't want to have to deal with this stuff and i'll just go ahead and buy them you have to imagine that nike made all of these kinds of different calculations when it came time to decide that this was going to be their thing that this was going to be their play because this was a a major major move on the part of this company and it is blowing back on them hugely negatively right now, but someone must have done some kind of math, some kind of calculation. They had to have some kind of actuary on board with a little green visor punching in numbers and trying to figure out how this is going to go. And they must have made this decision and uh, they're going to stick by it. There's no way they're going to now just say, oh, never mind. We've decided not to do this. They're they're, they're trapped. There's not a chance in hell they're going to do that. Now, one more thing about this, then we'll move on to the Kavanaugh hearings. Unfortunately, Nike might not be far off base in recognizing there is a pretty hot and vibrant left-wing crowd out there that is would be more than happy to to act on their pocketbook if they could act on their pocketbook and i'll give you another example in politics you saw what happened in new york with ocasio cortez you saw what happened in florida with the election or the nomination of a far far left democrat now that could have been because the other people canceled themselves out, all that kind of stuff. But it did happen in Florida. He's not going to win. This isn't going to happen for the guy. But on the Democrat side, he was the one who was nominated. And so there's a distinct possibility that there is a trend in this country right now. Um, I'm not talking about overall. I'm talking about within the left-wing Democrat liberal crowd, and that is they are moving farther and farther to the left. They have money. They are formidable. They're active, and they vote. Nike might have thought, okay, they must be voting with their pocketbook too. Let's latch on to that. We have yet another example of this going on, this time in Massachusetts. This happened last night. This was another major upset of a Democrat congressman who has been in office forever and was swamped by a left-wing candidate. 
This was Ayanna Presley. She's a 44-year-old Boston City Councilor, and she was victorious over a 20-year incumbent, this Michael Capuano. And it wasn't even a close race. Swamp this guy, double-digit margin, and it was a huge upset and stunning to most people who watched this who never considered that this person was going to be ousted. But around 9.15, this Capuano guy discovered that he was gone. He was finished. It surprised even Ayanna Presley. That's that's her finding out for the for the first time that evening that they won. She never even expected to win. I mean, she doesn't even. They they had no idea they were going to win this election, and yet. The polls closed 8 o'clock. An hour afterwards, they had the numbers right in front of them. It showed that the 20-year incumbent was gone, finished. So with that said, that's another huge upset with a major left-wing Democrat candidate ousting a mainstream Democrat incumbent. Happened in New York with Ocasio-Cortez. Happened again last night in Massachusetts. And to a certain degree happened as well in Florida with the election of another incumbent, uh, another left-wing individual. And by the way, keep in mind, two of the three are black. Ocasio-Cortez obviously is uh, uh, Latin American. So you have... Uh, minorities who are the ones unseating these individuals and more power to them and congratulations to them. But what I'm saying is for Nike to get on board a left-wing minorities crazy train is not exactly now appearing to be a complete miscalculation. Somewhere along the line, Nike must have known something about what was happening and so I'm just telling you that that it's not a foregone conclusion that somehow, some way, Nike's decision is going to backfire on them because the trend, politically at least, is for the far left to be prevailing, gathering more ground. In the end, they might not win, but whoever is speaking is speaking with a loud left-wing tone. And that's something that you absolutely cannot deny. And so I don't know. Nike took a huge hit in their stocks, but whether or not this is really going to be that bad of a calculation in the end, given the trends we see, given the way people are, given how there are some left-wingers wearing Reeboks who are now going to wear Adidas, It might not have been so crazy after all.
but we'll follow up on that. We are live from the Discovery Design Studios, discoverydesigninc.com. Don't forget our absolutely great, crazy, fun Radio Free Almond Happy Hour happening at Santino Cigars and Cocktails right off of Vogel Road in Arnold. Ran into a St. Louis police officer yesterday. He is uh, Kevin Roberts. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for listening to the show. Really appreciate all that you do. Kevin uh, occasionally barbecues with my county brown guys, Brett and the rest of the gang. They're going to be at Santino's, and they're going to be there for uh, to, to have some food available for you uh, for purchase, by the way, so that we can raise some money for backstoppers while celebrating uh, Radio Free Almond. Uh, and I ran into Kevin because as on our way out to the cemetery uh, with Lacey, we were downtown and parking. She was grabbing some coffee or whatever. And I said, we okay to park here? Kevin's like, Jamie Allman, listen to you all the time. What's up, buddy? I was like, yeah. If you, he goes, if you stand by here for a second, you're going to see a helicopter land right in the middle of Washington Avenue. And I'll be damned if that didn't happen. It was a police helicopter landing right in front of the convention center. There was a police foundation event at, the, at, at this place. Uh, this foundation raises money for police equipment and all that kind of stuff. So the taxpayers don't have to pay for it. Can you believe these guys are having to raise their own money to pay for things that, that keep keep them safe and keep you safe? But uh, they are doing just that. So anyway, uh, Kevin can't make it to the happy hour on the 27th because it just so happens that's the night of his rehearsal dinner because he is going to be getting married uh, that weekend. And so congratulations to uh, one of St. Louis City's finest, Kevin Roberts, uh, and thank you for saying hi yesterday, buddy, and congratulations on your upcoming marriage. And ladies and gentlemen, why not? Let's go ahead and do it, shall we? Let's celebrate this United States of America with, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. Morning this morning. Welcome to Radio Free Almond. RadioFreeAlmond.com is where you can get all your gear. That's right, your hats, your t 
that other mother jazz. Thank you to Golden Oak Lending, goldenoak.com. Going to talk a little bit more about them in just a few. We're going to start kicking off. Kick off their advertising campaign with the Radio Free Almond brand just a few. Going to be meeting with Dr. Eric Naputi later on tonight. Another sponsor of the show, NaputiWellness.com. You heard from... Heard from Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. Thanks for showing him so much love yesterday. 855 quote me is the number for that. Lowest rate you're going to find in your car, home, and life. And I got all three of those policies with Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. 855 quote me. That's right, people. Come on now. So you My favorite bands, Modest Mouse. Are they, uh, they were supposed to come to Lufest, right? Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do, but Lufest has been canceled. I don't know whether you guys heard that. Matt informed me as we came in. Dude, that'd be so cool if Modest Mouse came in here. I think I'd collapse. There are, this is a great band, Modest Mouse is, and... They, uh, man, I saw them in concert. I've seen them in concert a couple times. One time I took Aiden to a Modest Mouse concert, and I only wanted him to see what technicians these guys are. I, I am, because they don't, they don't, they don't chit-chat. They're not out there. They don't say, hey, St. Louis! And they don't do anything like that. They come out. And they rock the crap out of wherever they are. And they, and they work really hard. It's exhausting watching them play almost. And they just one after another. Boom, boom, boom. God, I forgot the lead. He gets up there and he just... Don't... You're not going to hear the, 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 the Cardinal update. Hey, score the Cubs! No, you're not going to hear any of that stuff. They are a great band. I hope I get kicked off. They're, they're just such a great band. Let me see if I can get away with them anymore. I think they're going to probably set me off, kick me off Facebook. But... Keep an eye on the goings-on here at Gaslight and the pageant and other places like that. Delmar Hall, I don't know. Because a lot of these bands that were coming for Lufest, some of them might not just wind up showing up at all, but they might just kind of like give up, but others might go ahead and just say, okay. If, if some place has some room for them, they'll um, on the subject. Could we change the subject they'll, they'll come on in. I was knocking on your ears, don't so not, there, there could be a chance that the blue fest will happen right here on this rug. That gaslight over the weekend. And if you're into this, and you guys know the music, a lot of the music, because I play it here. 
on the show. So you guys are used to people like Modest Mouth and stuff like that. Everyone Robert Plant's supposed happy. to be in. My favorite one, Satellite Skin. It says explicit. Whether he, but who cares? Are you fire me? Letting out a cuss word. Radio Free Element, I don't like to cuss. I don't, I don't do that, but I'm just saying. It has an E next to it. I don't know what they're going to do. But I love the song. I don't recall any cuss word. If you, you break these mouth-wing feelings. Never know. Powdering dust on your fingers. It's great. Please don't kick me off Facebook. It's worth this. I'm going to follow these guys around this weekend. Find them somehow where they might be. But keep stick with me and Matt and we'll, we'll let you guys know what's going on. Song called Satellite Skin, everybody, here at Radio Free Alban. Good morning, this morning. Uh, happy Wednesday to everybody. Short week, and you know what? It's going to be a short show. And it's because I can. And I'm blessed to be able to do this. I've, I've, well, I've, I did this, so there, there it was. <laughs> I, uh, I am leaving at about 20 after 7. Because I'm going to go pick up Aiden and we're going to go to the father-son breakfast at school. And some, uh, by the way, some really good guitar playing from Modest Mouse. Really paying attention. So I'm just going to leave. But you know what? Hey, hi. Uh, life is short, man. You got to take advantage of it when you can and every opportunity you can and that's what I'm doing 720 hopping in the car boom 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 breakfast my boy and then we're on to uh, on the bigger thing so that's what I do hey mama K how you doing hey hi Chia Chia's gonna be in tomorrow by the way mama K I haven't put up the pictures yet of uh, of me breaking out the first jar of your stewed tomatoes and making whole Mediterranean sea bass with them the other night. Asking for a question. And it was really, really good. I made a I made a Tuscan version of Mediterranean sea bass with Mama K's stewed tomatoes. It's good too. Speaking of Mama K, Mama K went out with uh, Lacey Reinhardt, hauntedstltours.com yesterday. We went on a mini tour. Yeah, I'll put the pictures up. You'll love it. But I I, uh, went to the, we went to Bell Fountain Cemetery, we went to Calvary Cemetery. And I don't know, Mama K, that you do, but I will tell you that that Lacey, whenever we got to a, a gravesite or something, she so sweet. She picked up these, picked up the brush or pulled some weeds. Or I love you. You guys are so reverent and such great caretakers of our history. 
And that's why the Haunted STL Tours, Aichiya, hauntedstltours.com. That's why these folks are so great because they, it's not just about, you know, flashlights in, in a dark room. And, oh, there's a monster. It's not that kind of thing. It's just as fun, but maybe even more fun that, to, to be able to uh, do that. Because it's, it's steeped in St. Louis history and tied to our rich history. And so, Nancy is such a rebel. I know. Yeah, right. Went around there. We went to, I'm, I'm, I had the real pleasure of meeting Paul, Paul Pointer, who is the owner of Lemp Mansion. His sister is a big fan of the show as well, and Paul listens also. And uh, the, the Pointers have done a great job revitalizing and energizing that whole area around the Lemp Mansion and Lemp Brewery. And then we went to, and before that, we went to the Carondelet area right down near the river. Have you guys ever been down there before? Matt, you're a St. Louis, and have you ever kind of hung out? Have you ever seen that area down there in Carondelet, off the river there, where the, where the the convent is and St. Boniface and there are there are homes down there that are like from the 1700s it's an entire historic district down there that people I don't think really even know is there I mean most people do but yeah at least they were so cool about their their knowledge of history but uh, Lacey took me down to that Carondelet area and I that is just the most beautiful place. And she said the convent is haunted, though, which is cool. The Archdiocese kicked her out of there one time. She was doing a live sh- shot from there about how uh, the, 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 about how it's haunted, and they didn't appreciate that. It is, though, it, because, you know, why? The convent, the sisters there, St. Joseph, the sister of St. Joseph. If I'm wrong, please tell me. They were the ones who, uh, yeah, Mama Kay says the River City Casino down there is on the remnants of the ironclad shipyard from the mid-1800s. Yeah, we actually even saw houses that, that where the windows were were uh, framed with iron, presumably from ships and stuff. It's a crazy place down there. But the convent, apparently, the reason why it's uh, haunted is because so much went on there in terms of them dealing with the sisters were always there for cholera epidemics and all kinds of crazy-ass stuff that happened down there. It's a beautiful place. Man. So it's a lot. St. Louis is such... Boy, when you really get into it, it's a it's a great town. But I will tell you that uh, I'm, I'm absolutely, after this whole trip, uh, going to become a so-called friend of Bell Fountain Cemetery where you, you know, you... you you kind of be, get become a member and you help support the upkeep. But Lacey was telling me that one of the things that uh, that needs to happen too is is people need to look out for Calvary Cemetery, which is the world famous Catholic cemetery here in town. You know, like the uh, like I saw Kenrick's grave and Kane's grave, and it's it's a it's a pretty amazing. Amazing place down there, but it but it's kind of fallen in a certain uh, level of disrepair. And Mama K, yes, yeah, St. Louis is awesomely weird. It is. It's got a lot of 
history to it. And that's why the um, hauntedstltours.com, I would really encourage you to gather up some friends. And, and, and Lacey just got a bus and all this kind of stuff that she'll take you around in. And it's really... It's really very cool because this is a different kind of look. It's not just about seeing ghosts or whatever. It's about kind of appreciating, too, St. Louis's weird history, as Mama Kay points out. So uh, great time had by all and really a pleasure to see uh, Paul Pointer uh, meet him for the first time and his sister who uh, listens to the show as well. Big fans. And thank you very much. RFA, Radio Free Almond, RadioFreeAlmond.com. And don't forget our awesome uh, happy hour, the 27th. Facebook must, uh, I, I don't know, I must be doing something right because they didn't pull me off and put the Modest Mouse on there. Maybe Modest Mouse is easy and breezy with their music. I don't know, but that seemed to work where other things, uh, for some reason, don't. Yeah. Father Tom says it's not talked about publicly, but the church acknowledges the existence of ghosts uh, in certain places. So I, I'm sure they do. They just don't want to. I guess they don't want people running around with flashlights and meters and stuff like that trying to figure it out. So yesterday on this Kavanaugh deal, the Democrats were trying to do as much obstruction as they possibly could. Uh, Kavanaugh is going to be uh, going to be confirmed. I, I don't think there's any question about that. And yet the left wing decided they were going to just act like a bunch of spoiled, rotten, temper tantruming children, and that's what they did. So they basically just didn't really as much ask questions and stuff like that as they did just delay and monkey up the process. They monkeyed around with the process there in, in D.C. with Kavanaugh. They threw a monkey wrench into the process. It was it was it was a it was a uh, it was like a monkey house watching up there in uh, in D.C. Can I tell you one quick thing about monkeys? Let me tell you something about monkeys. When I had uh, uh, up in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, you know, it's a, it's a research institution. And as well, so it's a medical kind of like they're medical. They have a hospital up there and all that kind of stuff. And the they don't have much of a zoo. They didn't have much of a zoo in Madison, Wisconsin. Like it was the they it was called the Vilas Zoo and in Vilas Park. And they didn't have much of a zoo. And so you'd go there and you'd maybe see like an elephant or something. And you know you they didn't have like tigers or things like that in the zoo. And I really, I, I, I'm not a big fan of zoos, period. But I've been convinced that uh, that they are uh, worthy places because oftentimes people don't see animals or aren't, you know, don't see animals and, and, and can't appreciate them if they never ever see them in real life. And so I can I could see the argument there with uh, with zoo raised animals. I get it. But anyway, they didn't have too much of it. Like we have like a big monkey house here at the zoo. Uh, St. Louis Zoo, and you have all kinds of different monkeys. But the monkey house in Madison was this ghetto, like, cage. It looked like a round cage that had a bunch of monkeys in it, but they were rhesus monkeys. 
so they so they were basically research monkeys that they that they, and so the so the monkeys at the Vilas Zoo all were running around the monkey cage with like bandages on their heads because half their brain had been removed during research. So basically, if you go went to the zoo and and, and saw the monkey house there, it was just a bunch of. Uh, Monkeys with 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 the bandages on their heads after having their whatever removed, and that was the, that was the sum total of your monkey house. So weird. Don't know why I told you that, but I did. Anyway, on to the this debacle yesterday with Kavanaugh. So <laughs> the Democrats did it, and then then the Democrats were then congratulated by the news media. And now, now you know why. Hey, Chris Anderson Van House. Okay, she says I can't say monkey. How about this, Chris Anderson Van Monkey House? How's that sound? We'll do that. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, at least they were kind of brain damaged, but uh, acting like a fool. But you know, tell you the truth, when I see a monkey house, I can't tell whether they're brain damaged or they're just being monkeys, because monkeys. Sometimes just act brain damage, even when they haven't had half their brain removed. I'm just telling you. So anyway, the media, and this is why I'm convinced that the Nike thing, and I made this argument at the very beginning, why this Nike move uh, ultimately could be b- beneficial to them, because they 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 obviously have done calculations about who's going to be on their side, whether they're going to get the Reebok and Adidas guys. They saw what happened in Massachusetts last night with another lefty on seating an incumbent. So the country, at least on the left side of the country, is moving farther left. So they, you, you're going to be able to get a, a bunch of Kaepernick worshipers uh, on your side these days. But also Nike calculated that the media would be on their side. There's no one in the media criticizing Nike. They, they're heralding Nike as this brave corporate entity. You know, saddling up with a guy who is uh, who made this brave, amazing decision to take a knee, even though he couldn't, he was quite possibly not going to even have a job by the by the time the season was uh, coming around. He was such a bad quarterback, and and yet, you know, he uh, they're they're claiming that he's some kind of powdered wig revolutionary because he took a knee. And he made, he's the one who made the calculation. He goes, I know. I'll just get with the Black Lives Matter movement. Then they don't give me a contract. I can blame it on the fact that I'm black. That's what, that, was, that was Kaepernick's com- uh, deal. I have no – I have zero belief in any way, shape, or form. And you can talk to me until the cows come home. I have zero belief that Kaepernick cares a whit about what he's talking about regarding this country and about injustices and all that kind of thing. I think the guy's a total fraud and a complete and total rambler when it comes to all these things he's talking about regarding injustice. And all Colin Kaepernick is is a uh, uh, hateful, doesn't hate this country, hates the cops, and that's what Colin Kaepernick is. So don't try to tell me he's Booker T. Washington all of a sudden. It's, or Martin Luther King. It's, it's a bunch of baloney. But anyway, Nike's cooked up with them. And part of the reason why they did that is because they one of their calculations, and I explained all the other calculations, one of their calculations was 
that that the media would be behind them. It was a, it was a win situation because there was no way, except for the for the fact that there might be some people, some commentators on Fox News who will criticize the matter. But for the most part, everybody in the media not only will support them, but also ultimately will uh, be uh, run interference for them and just leave them alone. So it was a it was. Nike made the move. They knew what was going to happen. Much like the news media takes the side of the left wing up there in D.C. as it tries to dismantle this process. And it kind of went down this way. Here you go. Before Judge Brett Kavanaugh's hearing even began, Democrats tried to end it. A nomination of Mr. Judge Chairman. Brett Kavanaugh. Mr. Chairman. One by one, raising objections. We believe this hearing should I know be postponed. This is, I mean, this is, this is the, the, it's just temper tantrum after temper tantrum after temper tantrum. And, and they're fine with this. I mean, they're, fi- you know, if these were Republicans doing this kind of thing, they would be called un-American, derailing the process, duly elected this, duly appointed that. And the news media wouldn't take their side, but the news media celebrated these people. Over the Republican. Republican chairman, Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa. Well, Mr. Chairman, I therefore move to adjourn this hearing. Okay. It was all carefully choreographed, and it wasn't long before protesters chimed in, too. Yeah, so so they're uh, the, the, the carefully choreographed. I mean, when, when have you ever heard of any kind of Tea Party operation or any kind of protest on the part? Well, of course, this doesn't happen with conservatives, so I don't know what I'm talking about here. But let's just pretend... That you know, that there were Republicans or, or or conservatives who acted like a bunch of piss ants, like these people are doing. Uh, do you think it would be described as carefully choreographed? Probably not. All the while, the nominee sitting stone faced. Yeah, this it- is this is your new America, people. Where as long as you have an emotional gripe or whatever. You can drown people out, stand up and yell, break windows, burn cars, be at a D.C. hearing and interrupt the chairman. Anything you want to do, uh, you can do as long as you feel a certain way and you're emotional. And by the way, you'll do it with your enablers at your side in the ma- national mainstream media because they love this stuff. They'll support you all day long. Because they're just like you. And that's what we get. Room grew ever more raucous. His young daughters were removed. Apparently it wasn't a scene fit for kids. Republicans fired... What do you mean apparently it wasn't a scene fit for kids? I mean, believe me. Had this been anybody else uh, when it comes to whether it be a liberal or a Democrat or whatever who had to remove uh, their children from a hearing that would have been the lead part of the story that would that would have been the number one thing that they talked about and they would have obsessed over these children being removed and how terrible it is and how mean conservatives and republicans are to children and how bad this was and how america has become so uncivil right how many times have you – we just got through a week of this insufferable John McCain funeral and his insufferable family and his insufferable associates and his insufferable former presidents wagging their fingers at us, right? 
about how we have lost decorum, right, in this country because of Donald Trump. We are now, we're an uncivil country now, right? And, and oh, to go back to the days when John McCain was around and everybody was friendly and glad-handing. That is, unless you're John McCain and you're running against potentially the first black president, then you're a racist. Then you're going to die in office. Then you're not equipped to be president of the United States because you're a conservative. Then you're this, then you're that. But oh, still, let's just pretend like back in the day, 10 years ago, oh, those days when John McCain was around and Barack Obama and everybody was happy and everybody was having a good old time. We just got through being lectured by all these funeral attendees about how uncivil our society is and uncivil our politics has become. Get through, just got through a week of that where Meet the Press and the media was, was so uh, reminiscing about the, 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 the good old days when everybody got along. And now the media... Right after, right after the uh, McCain's burial, they throw him into the ground, and then suddenly, suddenly the the one free day we have, where there are actually politics going on, look what happens. The Democrats go into temper tantrum mode, and all the left wing lunatics stand up and scream and yell. These same people who mourn the loss of John McCain and civility in politics are now all freaking out and going crazy right in front of our eyes, enforcing a Supreme Court nominee's children to leave the room. Forcing the children to leave the room. And these are the same people who will tell you and whine and moan and everything else about the lack of civility in politics. Bring, dig up John McCain again so we can have peace in the land and so we can have civility in the land, sure. But that's what we get from these people. And the media was more than happy to play that game. Although as the room grew ever more raucous, his young daughters were removed. Apparently it wasn't a scene fit for kids. Republicans fired back at their colleagues. This is the first confirmation hearing for a Supreme Court justice I've seen, basically, according to mob rule. Struggling to defend their nominee through the clamor. I know you deserve this position. I'm proud of the president for nominating. Keep in mind, they're struggling to defend their nominee through the clamor. Now, keep in mind that clamor is not supposed to be part of a judicial nomination process. Clamor is not supposed to be part of the political environment, correct? I mean, I thought we were told that clamor is a bad thing. But clamor is not supposed to have a role in our political process. And certainly not in the nomination process of a Supreme Court justice. Clamor isn't a factor. Is Senator so-and-so a factor? Yes. Is Senator that and that factor? Yes. Is that question to the nominee a factor? Yes. But clamor isn't supposed to be an acceptable part of the process. And so Republicans, yeah, 
should they should, should they would they struggle to defend them their nominee against questions of uh, whether or not he would. Uh, be judicial in his execution of civil rights legislation, whatever. Yeah, th- those would be legitimate issues to deal with. But the idea that Republicans have to defend their candidate uh, because of clamor is another story altogether. Why is my broadcast interrupted? That's what it says. It says the broadcast is interrupted. I don't know what that means. But it, but it, but it's telling me my broadcast is interrupted. What I do? Do anything? You brought interrupting my broadcast. Let me just give it some time here in a second here, and I'll figure it out. Unless they, uh, unless they are, uh, unless I'm, I'm, yeah. Is it still going? Okay. It says on my little thing the broadcast is interrupted. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for remind, reminding me you're still here. So again, uh, it, it's sad to see that Republicans have to deal with clamor to instead of real stuff. Through the clamor, I know you deserve this position. I'm proud of the president for nominating you, and frankly, I wish you the best because we're going to confirm you. With so much at stake, Democrats are making clear they will ask tough questions on the issue of presidential power and the president who nominated Kavanaugh. This is a president who's shown us consistently that he is contemptuous of the rule of law. A real concern, Kavanaugh, as Trump's nominee, who's written that sitting presidents shouldn't be investigated, could protect the president if a challenge to the Mueller probe hits the high court. And looming over everything else here, the fact that Kavanaugh's likely confirmation would cement a conservative five-to-four majority on the court for generations, and for the first time in decades, put decisions like Roe versus Wade back up for debate. These... Reports by the news media are simply cheerleading reports in an effort to side with the left where they are trying to derail the nomination process. These questions, by the way, especially regarding the documents, uh, they're claiming there's a lack of transparency. And the fact of the matter is this uh, Kavanaugh's so-called long paper trail – uh, is just uh, non-existent. He worked for uh, the for Bush and uh, G.W. Bush, and these are just documents that came from Bush, not Kavanaugh. And most of the documents were not even written by Kavanaugh, but simply went through his office. But they don't really care about this kind of thing. They they don't care about the the truth in this matter. All they do is uh, all they do is is meddle and aid and assist these individuals in meddling uh, with uh, with a Democrat situation where they are absolutely just going crazy and ape. They're monkeying around. They're going ape there uh, in D.C. These Democrats are when it comes to trying to derail this uh, process with Kavanaugh. So there you have it. There you are. And these guys continue uh, to do this, and today will be another day where as long, again, as you have an issue, as long as you have some kind of uh, beef, some kind of emotional beef, then you can say whatever the hell you want to and whatever the hell uh, you feel like it. It's the same thing with, for instance, Woodward. 
as long as you're Bob Woodward, or for that matter, if you're Carl Bernstein, you basically can say whatever you want to say, and you just simply damn the Trump people if they tell you you're wrong. I don't know whether you caught the Bob Woodward new book out. Now, I don't trust Bob Woodward. I, I, I got a text from, from Kaysen yesterday saying that he's uh, gassing up the van because, you know, Kaysen has this fantasy that somehow we're, uh, we're, we, we, he and I are going to be loading up a van. You imagine being in a van with Kaysen, by the way? Actually, I can't imagine being in a van with anybody. A van down by the river, maybe. And maybe a van with haunted stltours.com will be in that van. But the idea of being in a van in general isn't my cup of tea. And certainly I'm not going to be, uh, uh, I'm certainly not going to be even in in any way, shape, or form uh, in a van with him going to federal prison or whatever. Father Tom, Father Tom, yeah, why don't we, we ought to just have, we, we ought to airdrop baby pacifiers onto DC or anyway, the next, the next Antifa rally or whatever, we just ought to just take a rent, to, forget the van, let's rent a helicopter and just drop pacifiers on the crowd, baby pacifiers, and just to, to beg them to put them in their mouths and suck on those for a while because you're boring us with your, Never Trumpism. Anyway, this uh, this book, basically, as far as the news media is, is concerned, the the book itself is everything is true, much like Amorosa when when, when she uh, hates on President Trump and says he used the N word in the uh, on the tape. Everybody says, "Oh, that has to be true." So let's let's. Let's uh, put together a nine-member panel and talk about how racist President Trump is and, and, and how he used the N-word. Let's, let's put that together, shall we? And uh, that's exactly what they do because everything is accepted as absolutely true if it's anything anti-Trump. And there's never any possibility of investigating the veracity of it or there's, and, there's, and there's no desire to in any way, shape, or form. And so Omarosa says she has a tape with the N-word. It must be true. Don't bother showing us the tape, Omarosa. It's okay. We'll put together a nine-member panel and talk about how President Trump uses the N-word all the time anyway, regardless of whether or not there really is a tape with the N-word on it. We'll go ahead and just accept it as true. Carl Bernstein and his team at CNN, a report the president knew uh, ahead of the Russia meeting, he knew about it ahead of time. And people are like, no, he didn't. Trump's, no, I didn't. Lanny Davis, the own lawyer for the person apparently making the charges, who was used as a source in the Washington Post, saying, uh, I was wrong. But nonetheless, it's Carl Bernstein. Of course, it has to be true. CNN refuses to retract it. And, of course, as we all predicted, CNN is just its another day at the office at CNN. They can do anything they want to, including covering the new book by Bob Woodward called Fear, Trump in the White House. And, of course, this is another one of those, uh, well, 
is another one of the pacifiers for the left to stick in their mouth and suck on to get them through the midterms and maybe even through 2020. So much like the Omarosa phony N-word tape or the Bernstein phony report, they've got something else that they're going to sit there and attach their lips to and draw on for another week. And then next week, it'll be something else. So, well, actually, I forgot to mention the McCain funeral was another, uh, was another baby blanket for these guys. They, they, they constantly find, it's almost like every three or four days, they find something that they can suck on to keep themselves busy for a while to take away the pain that they're seeing in front of their eyes, which is an energized economy, a happy American public, jobs, stock market, GDP, Everything going great. Manufacturing making a resurgence. Black unemployment at its lowest in history. And they can't stand this. They can't tolerate it. Hell, if they could kill off another McCain, they would. Poison him just to have another week so they could have this fake, let's go back to civility stuff. Only to have 48 hours later, the most uncivil display I think we've seen in, in a decade. I can't even go back to any other day than we, than we saw yesterday on Capitol Hill with this Kavanaugh hearing. It's just it's shocking to me how we spent a whole week talking about civility and it, and, it was, and it was back to uncivility. But as long as it's uncivility on the part of the Democrats, it's fine. As long as it happens to be lies on the part of the left, it's okay. Nobody's going to check. Nobody's going to care. And the news media is a huge uh, complicit entity in this country to all of these babies, these whiners out there. Because the, the, the news media is an enemy of the people. The news media is an enemy of President Trump and an enemy of this country's progress. They can't have it. They won't have it because they didn't vote for it. That's their deal. So every time down the line, they're going to continue to do uh, – this stuff, and every week it's going to be something else. And they've done a pretty good job of of timing it. So the Amorosa N word thing, and the McCain funeral, they'll they'll use that for a little week here. The Amorosa N word thing, they'll use for a little while. The, the 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 Bernstein fake news report, they'll use for a little while. They, they, a while back, they were able to kind of latch on to the President Trump as caging Mexican babies story for a little while. The Kavanaugh thing will, will go for a little while. And now it's the Woodward book. And, and boy, uh, these, guys are, these guys are on to something where I, I have to admire their ability just to simply, uh, just to simply uh, write whatever they want to write and have the kind of uh, laudatory reporting on it and everything else uh, that's so easy. So the Woodward book comes out, and uh, the media just loves it. They're just going crazy over it. The latest book on the Trump White House paints an ugly picture of the current presidency. Yeah, right. What, what, what what, What do you think a book will do? Any book out there written in any way, shape, or form about the president isn't going to be complimentary of, uh, of this situation, right? Hey, Dr. DePuty, how you doing, brother? 
Looking forward to seeing you tonight. I'm going to see uh, Dr. Deputy and Ryan. I'll tell Ryan hello for you as well. Uh, we're, uh, we've got a battle plan we're putting together, so I just want to let you guys know about that. But uh, that's all off the grid. Anyway, back to the Woodward book. They're all loving it. Whose reporting helped bring down President Richard Nixon says Chief of Staff John Kelly said we're in crazy town. Woodward says top aides were... Of course, uh, Kelly says, no, I didn't. But who cares, right? Papers off the president's desk so he couldn't end trade deals. Mr. Trump quickly responded, telling the Daily Caller, quote, it's just another bad book. He's had a lot of credibility problems. In the meantime, next this Tuesday evening to another storm swirling tonight, this time the explosive new book about President Trump and the White House. It's yeah, they, 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 they segued from the uh, Hurricane Gordon or Tropical Storm Gordon, whatever it is. Is it a hurricane yet? Uh, or whatever it is, uh, hitting the Gulf Coast down there, one of my favorite places. But it it just is missing the place where we normally go. But, uh, yeah. Fear, and in it, author Bob Woodward, revealing for the first time that the president reportedly took part in a practice drill for a possible interview with the special counsel. Woodward reports his lawyers were so concerned they made their case to Robert Mueller themselves, saying the president should not be questioned. Well, tonight here, the president and his team are now denying what's being reported in this new and explosive book. Why, why do they call it explosive anyway? Uh, it, it's giving it the kind of credibility the news media normally gives these things. It's explosive if, uh, if, it, if it is anything anti-Trump and it is unproven if it's anything for Trump. You notice that every time there was anything positively said or positively leaked or positively on background about President Trump, they all make sure they point out that this is all unproven. This is all undocumented. This is all things that haven't been verified and blah, 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 blah. But Woodward puts out page after page of, uh, of baloney of whatever he wants to put out there. Uh, and we haven't even seen the book yet, but the media apparently is you know, obviously you're, you're Woodward and you're his publicist. You're just leaking it to the media, all these things. You're leaking these nuggets out there. Uh, and, and, and it's as if it's just a matter of fact. You're about to hear the phone call, the audio between the president and the book's author, who tried multiple times to get an interview with the president. Yeah, why would you talk to Bob Woodward? Under any circumstances whatsoever in your President Trump. Why would you even bother with these guys? That explosive new book from legendary Washington. <laughs> they, like, they like that explosive stuff, don't they? They love to call it explosive. This Bob Woodward, he knows a thing or two about reporting on White Houses. Ah, uh, yeah. That, that's the same thing that Bernstein has uh, carried through with the whole uh, – uh, with, the, with the going back to uh, Watergate and all the president's men and all that kind of stuff. And so both Woodward and Bernstein – are apparently just uh, making all kinds of a hay based on their past. And none of what they say currently can be checked or questioned because, of course, you know, they're the ones that brought down Richard Nixon. So, of course, they have to be right about Donald Trump. Now, on the background there, this is kind of weird. And I was thinking about this with Bernstein. Bernstein and Woodward don't really like each other. And I wouldn't be surprised if Bernstein just purposely uh, made all hell break loose with this story just to take attention away for Woodward's impending book. I'm just, I'm just telling you, this is, uh, 
there's something up here between Woodward and Bernstein. These guys are not friends. They don't like each other. They won't defend each other any, under any circumstances. And uh, they've, they're just a couple of old buzzards who, you know, are starting into their waning days and bitter. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of this Bernstein stuff going on with CNN where they kind of put him at the forefront because they knew Woodward was uh, going to be coming out and grabbing all the attention. And his latest is already sending shockwaves far beyond Washington. Were you shocked? Uh, Did you feel shockwaves beyond Washington? Or are you talking about – I'm sorry. Are you talking about uh, shockwaves in the newsrooms in New York? Is that what you're talking about? Because shockwaves beyond Washington – I didn't talk to one person yesterday who gave a flying rip about Bob Woodward's brand-new book. Matt, did you uh, feel any shockwaves yesterday after Woodward's brand-new book came out? I was just wondering because I was just just been told by What's-His-Face – his latest is already sending shockwaves far beyond Washington. Yeah, okay. You mean, again, shockwaves at uh, the CNN Center in Atlanta. Okay, got it. Shockwaves at CBS News in New York. But do you think there were shockwaves anywhere else in any, uh, in any manufacturing room, a steel plant, coal plant? Hell, even... Even the Wall Street, think it was any shockwaves at all? No. This all is going to inside the beltway kind of gossipy stuff, you know? It's a portrait of a White House deeply alarmed by the boss's behavior. Let's get more on it from NBC's Kristen Welch. Yeah, why not? Let's get more of it, shall we? In his explosive new book. Hey, that's the second time they used explosive. You'd think people... You'd think in the same report, by the way, you'd think people whose job it is to actually come up with words and 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 do words would actually have like one other word they could possibly use instead of explosive. But anyway, I'm Woodward nitpicking. describes the Trump presidency in the midst of a nervous breakdown. Excerpts first obtained by the Washington Post quote aides calling it crazy town, <laughs> at times paralyzed by the Russia investigation and that possible interview with Robert Mueller. Yeah. So they're having a lot of hay with this. This is going to be the entirety of the week. If it's not people disrupting the Kavanaugh hearings, it is individuals who are going to be kind of talking all about the Bob Woodward book. And even though it hasn't even come out yet, I don't even think it's due until uh, next Tuesday. Due out until next Tuesday. So we're not even going to see it then. I was thinking the other day about this. Uh, 9-11 this year is on Tuesday. I don't really know how calendars work. Maybe you guys do. But uh, 9-11, actually the 9-11 that, where we lost all of our American brethren uh, in 2001 was on a Tuesday. Never forget that. I wonder how 9-11 will be covered this time around. It's not like it's a... Uh, it's a rounded number anniversary or anything like that. But, yeah, 9-11 was on a Tuesday. I'll never forget it either. Beautiful, sunny Tuesday and uh, just a regular old September morning, calm September morning. And then right around, uh, right before 8 o'clock, it was like, wow, the, the, the entirety of our world changed completely. It was on a Tuesday. But it was a beautiful, but yeah, so 9-11 this time around is on a Tuesday as well. 
By the way, did you see how, uh, uh, speaking of the funeral and speaking about, and by the way, I'm going to be taking off here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm leaving in about five minutes. And, and, and when I leave, we're just going to leave <laughs> because I'm going to go and uh, pick up Aiden and we're going to go to the annual father-son uh, breakfast at his school. So that's why I am uh, uh, checking out. I've done, I've done this uh, even, even when I was doing it, 97.1, I'd, I'd go for this because it's not something that uh, I uh, want to miss. And, uh, you know, these, uh, these days are valued and you just uh, want to make sure you take advantage of every moment you can. And so at uh, seven, uh, tw- uh, about 7.20 or so, like right before that, I'm going to go ahead and take off and uh, we're going to pull the plug on Radio Free Almond uh, for uh, that short period of time. But uh, And then I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, G is going to be in tomorrow and we are also going to uh, do a uh, update for you, whatever we can learn about the dissolution of uh, LuFest, which Matt told me about right when I walked in the door today. And that's going to be a big deal, but it might not be that big of a deal in terms of, uh, you know, missing out on the music because keep in mind that a lot of these bands might still be coming to St. Louis. The trains have left the stations for a lot of these guys. And who knows uh, right here where I'm standing, you never know what bands you might get. I think JB Matt had said this. I don't think I'm really spilling any beans here, uh, but JB said, are you ready to possibly have uh, a whole weekend of Lou fest activities at gaslight right here where I'm standing? You never know. And hopefully in some way, shape or form, we uh, could, uh, I don't know. I did. We need to work on getting modest mouse in here. Robert plant is coming. You never know whether he's going to show up here, maybe at the pageant somewhere. But again, I feel bad for the Lou fest organizers and people. Lou fest is really a, uh, a really great event. I mean, I, I, I went last year and it was a ton of fun and they did a really good job organizing it and doing everything else. And, uh, so I feel bad that it was – I mean, there are all kinds of people sponsoring it. There's all kinds of work that was put into organizing it. And I, Matt told me – again, can you – would you mind telling me – do you know, do you know how, why it was dissolved? Thank Matt. Matt's going to come in here real quickly and, and, uh, and, and give me a quick answer on that, buddy. You mind telling me? Sure, can I put yeah. you on the spot there? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt, people. Hi. Here I am. With his orange crush yeah. shirt on. Yeah, I'm- we're crush brothers, aren't we? Crush, crush us with some facts on right. what happened with uh, Lufest. Unfortunately, it came down to uh, financial and weather is what was in the news whenever I read the article and everything. Oh, okay. Um, uh, they they claimed the weather was looking rough. The the uh, financial situation with uh, Logic pulling out uh, yeah. last Friday was uh, hard, and 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 putting together that much production in less than a week is near impossible to put together in that amount of time. So, yeah. I mean, I think it was probably came down to a lot of that. So. Yeah, but they've been planning this for uh, a year, though, right? Yeah, and uh, I, I don't – not to get too specific or anything, but I think that they may have had some some financial issues, some, some woes prior to this year. Right, and, right. And that might be what – Caught up with them? Yeah, just – Yeah. All right, brother. So, well, and, and so hopefully – just keep an eye on 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 this venue here, and and Matt, we'll probably have the inside by by the time Thursday Friday rolls around. You guys might know a little bit about what might be happening here. 
Yep. To pick up some slack from Lufest, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. And we'll hopefully know what's going on around town, too. I mean, I, yeah. I would think that some of these, like you were saying, the train's already left for a lot of these guys. Yeah. I would think that there will be some space for some of these guys to get to pop in and hopefully put on an even more intimate show than you would have got at Lufest. So right on, that man. Could, we, the best thing that we can all do is try to turn this negative into a positive, right? Yeah, so, right. I mean... Sucks well, for the uh, St. Louis music scene, and I, I really feel bad for all the local bands that were going to get their first time on the shine. You know, the Bernie Sisters, uh, the yeah. Knuckles, the you know, just uh, Elliot Pearson in the passing lane. You know, those guys are so good, and they deserve St. Louis to know who they are. Well, you know? now there's a possibility since Lou uh, uh, Pearson and and the Bernie Sisters are all on Gaslight's radar, right? They're Correct. all yeah, through they're Gaslight. all on our record label yeah. on on the record label, so there's a chance they could perform here. Yeah, they, you never know. We might we might figure something out. I, I was just sending JB a message earlier. I was like, maybe we could figure out, you know, some sort of live stream or something we could do with at least our locals. That way, yeah, man, get them get them out there either way. And so. you know what? You won't get wet in here. We won't. At least that we know of. But, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, listen, we've heard the rain. It never it's never affected me right here. All right, brother. Thanks, man. No problem. Please, gentlemen, Matt. It's Matt. <laughs> Trusty Matt. So yeah, uh, and apparently Mama Kay told me I'm supposed to get like uh, uh, five inches of rain thanks to Hurricane Gordon. It looks like it's Gordon's going to be causing a lot of trouble. And uh, Chris Van House talking about the Redneck Riviera. That's what we call it, baby, down there at the Emerald Coast. I call it the Emerald Coast instead of the Redneck Riviera. But I think the I think the Redneck Riviera. Like I go down like into that seaside, Seacrest, Rosemary Beach area. We go down there every summer. And then over there, then you have Alabama. I don't know whether they call that the Redneck Riviera, but I love that part of the country. Uh, love Alabamans. You meet a lot of Alabamans. You meet, meet a lot of uh, Louisianans. Uh, meet a lot of Texans down there. And certainly see a lot of St. Louisans down there as well. So uh, that is absolutely um, going to be hitting us because I think it's popping right up through uh, the center of the country. And Mama Kay told me we're going to get like five inches of rain or whatever else it is. But let me just get to this real quickly. This is from The View. There were a number of shots, whether they mentioned it by name or not. about yeah. They were their- talking about the McCain funeral and they were claiming that Ivanka Again, and Jared about crashed the country it. has seemed to change in a way. Yes. Um, and getting back to this love of country and unity, uh, that was directed mainly at what's going on. I yeah, I mean, okay, I, I got to go. But, but okay, there are, unity, we need more unity. We just got a whole week of, of unity, unity, unity. We need civility, civility, civility. And then we have this ridiculous beehive of temper tantrums yesterday on Capitol Hill. So, so much for civility. John McCain must be rolling in his grave at the behavior of the Democrats there on Capitol Hill, or maybe not. Because maybe they didn't mean it at all during that whole week there. So anyway, I'm going to take off. People, you guys are all going, watch your time. I know. I'm, 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 I'm sometimes pretty good about this. So I'm going to go ahead and use my theme here and, uh, and take off. And then maybe by next year when I go to the father-son breakfast, we'll have uh, people who, can, who are able to fill in or do whatever. I, I probably could have put some best of stuff up there. But uh, if you really want to, you can go ahead and if I were you – I would go, if you want to see a best of, go to the 6 o'clock hour of the Friday show on branding. Was it Friday? Yeah, the Friday show on branding at 6 a.m. It's on Facebook here, and uh, go ahead and hit that, and you can uh, check it out, and you can enjoy a little best of. I had fun with that one. Fun, fun, fun. 
Thank you, Discovery Design Studios, discoverydesigninc.com. I'm not going to be able to uh, break the studio down, though. You guys going to be all right with that? Make sure you put on the uh, calendar the 27th of September. It's a Thursday for our official Radio Free Almond. Radio Free Almond Happy Hour at Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Going to have the County Browns down there. We're raising money for backstoppers while also celebrating Radio Free Almond. So... Folks, have a great rest of your day. Be safe. I'll see you tomorrow morning. G is going to be on with me. Going to have Genevieve Wood joining us, Jimmy Hoff, the Gateway Pundit. And we'll see how the temper tantrumers improve their game on Capitol Hill. And we'll have an update on the Nike stock, I'm sure, too. If you missed it, 6 o'clock, I explained why Nike might actually be a genius after all, which is a shame, but nonetheless. All right, folks, have a good one.